Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, girl. Hey, welcome back to another episode of my weekly podcast, Taste of Taylor. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker. And today I have my friends. You might know them as comments by celebs. (laughs) I know them as Emma and Julie. Hey, guys. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. Thank Thank you you. for having us. I've had you on like in the very beginning when I relaunched my podcast. So it's been like a year since you've been on, right? Yeah. We kind of have been that long. We have no concept of time. I swear to God. But yeah, see, that sounds about right. I feel like the first time I met you guys, what was it through me interviewing on the podcast yeah yeah no shit mm-hmm. and i was just like that old person that old lady who's <laughs> like what how did you even create this so basically for those of you who don't know comments by celebs is like one of the most popular i mean i'm gonna say news outlets for celebrity <laughs> news is that that's a fair assessment right thank you thank yeah you. i mean yeah. We, we love to be recognized as like a very legitimate source of entertainment news so yes thank you but when you first started it was just like you guys were fans of celebs and you and basically i mean your slogan is essentially celebs also love celebs yeah. it's, it's like celebrities love each other and they're fans of each other and so you guys were just uber fans really yeah we just really loved watching the interactions go on in the comment section and wanted to share that with people which is really how it started and so once the algorithm changed to where anybody who had a blue check mark or was a celebrity or whatever you explain that portion of me I, I can't explain that yeah basically if someone is verified their comment gets weighted so it goes to the top so it was basically unearthing all of these you know comments that we had never seen before and that is really when this all started Okay. And so then you start comments by celebs. And when you first started, I think it said, I did my research this time around 12,000 followers. And within after like, what, like a month or so? Was that that it took a while to get to the 12,000. I think we started in. Oh, so maybe we started in. So we had started in April. Yeah, we'd started in April. And then I think it was December that we had had 12,000. And then the jump from 12,000 on was really quick. And it was like up to 80 within like a couple. So yeah, from so from December to February. We had one from like 12,000 to 80,000. And what was, was that Kelly Ripa? Was that the reason why it shot up or was there something else? It was actually, that was pre-Kelly, which okay. I think what shot up was really the transition you were talking about of being just humor to entertainment news, because I think we then started to get talked about in a different light. Do you remember what the first celebrity interaction was that got you guys kind of on the map? Like the thing that maybe got picked up more? Do you know? 
I don't know if I want to say this was the first, but we got a ton of coverage. It definitely wasn't the first, but we got a ton of coverage about Ariana and Pete Davidson oh my and Nick Jonas and Priyanka. Okay. When yeah. they effectively confirmed their romances with comments and we posted it. I think. I think that's when we realized that it could be a news source, but I think that it happened, I don't know, definitely before then that we realized that it was making news. But I think that was the moment we were like, okay, we're not only making news, we're breaking news. And I think that was a transition. But I think the transition from... 12 like the the december twelve thousand to like the february eighty thousand. First of all we changed the way we formatted oh, comments this changed we used life. to like honestly it's so embarrassing now that we think about it we like we like consider it like when you look at that picture of yourself from middle school and you're like yes. oh my god how did anybody let me a house it was like when we were first doing it we didn't know the best way to do it so we were highlighting the comment like in a red box <laughs> and then I we made even. it's like literally like when people comment on the old ones because they used to do that and we were like oh my god please stop commenting on this like, it is so mortifying <laughs> yeah. but i think that we made the switch and it honestly like the the aesthetics of your instagram uh, play into it so much because then you get on the explorer page and people were more likely to share them and post them to their stories and all of these things so i think that was a huge switch mm -hmm. for us and then it just also got more recognition and, yep. and it started once people we always said in the beginning like once you found out about it once you knew about it you were on board oh you were totally and it was just about people finding it yeah. so do you think it was more so then kelly ripa gets on board talks yeah. about it on kelly and was it ryan at that Live point mm -hmm. and then it just explodes and now you guys are at 1.4 million yeah, we followers just, we just at 1.4 congrats yeah. I, I think i interviewed you guys when you were like right beneath the 1 million mark that's so you were like right. on the rise and it's just, it's fucking unstoppable. And now you guys have additional like offshoot brands. What do we call them? We call them verticals. Is that what yes, we call them? Yes. Verticals. verticals I know exactly. from Betch. <laughs> All they do is talk about verticals. Okay. <laughs> so you guys have um, at comments by celebs and then what, and then there's athletes, Bravo. Yeah. What up? I know. The Bravo. Yeah. What else is there? There's Bravo athletes, bachelor influencers. Um, that's it for right now. But we have, you know, a bunch of others that we love. Oh, to we're going to talk about 2020 for sure. I okay, promise. So I brought you guys here because I want to do like a 2019 basically celebrity wrap up. I yeah. want to know like the best shit that went down, the crazy shit that went down, the worst shit in your opinion that went down, just like really cover the gamut. Mm -hmm. But before we go there, I do want to say so in addition to all these new verticals like what are your lives like now that comments by celebs is so just established is it has Thank it changed you. is it exactly the same do you feel your um, life has changed well no i mean like your day to day I, no no here's well, you guys took an uber with three people here so i'm saying that's, kind of, <laughs> that's not the subway no it, it's <laughs> it's so funny it's like okay First off, let's for just her, be totally it was honest. It was, subway. I, I let's have, be clear. Yeah, I got to be honest. I'm an Uber taker. I know it's not the best thing. It's not my proudest quality, but I just, I can't lie. Um, no, you know, I think that what's so different is that when we initially started it, like it was this Instagram account and it started to gain recognition and we were excited that we had a successful Instagram account. Right. But now it's like, we are really fully focused on building this into a media company. Mm -hmm. So, you know, having the podcast is like, very exciting for us because that's like such a validating form of turning this into what we want it to be and like what else could that mean like i just think that it's we're taking a lot more meetings now we're doing a lot more of exploring we're really like putting a lot more thought into the bigger picture as like aside from just the content right it used to be so content focused of course that's a huge thing but like there's more now and i don't know that's really exciting for us um, and speaking of the podcast when can people get it it, it comes out every single uh, mondays and tuesdays the regular one comes out on Tuesdays, which is just a recap of the week. And then the Kardashian bonus shows where we recap scene by scene, literally transcribe the What the, the fuck episode. is going on, by the way, real quick, just aside, before we get into 2018, what, uh -oh. what's going on with the Kardashians? I mean, how do we feel? 
Well, we feel it's great. A very broad it's a question. Yeah, it, loaded question. Um, no, it, it is a loaded question. Well, so basically, at this point in time, during this moment of the conversation, Courtney, it looks like is going to be fired by Kim? Question mark. Can she even fire her? Well, Who's that's the, the question. Those are the legalities that we're so curious about. Yeah, Courtney's just not as as on board. We literally. I mean, I'm not kidding. Yesterday, we had a two hour therapy session in the form of a podcast about this because we were so shaken up by the episode. Truly, like. It threw me for a loop. It's like, we, this is what we said. It's one thing to have Chloe and Tristan drama. It's another thing to have Jordan drama. To have inter-sibling drama in such a deep way about something that is so meta was crazy. It's crazy. Crazy. Right? Really. It was, yeah, we spoke about it. And it was like one of those things where I don't think we even realized until we were sitting down talking about it, how many opinions we had on yeah. this subject. We spoke for literally two hours about all of it. Like there's, there's so much, it's like, there's so much with their sibling dynamics and their friendships and their who's like closer to who at the moment that relates so much to the actual show. I miss when it was Chloe and Courtney yeah. against Kim. Yeah. Like when she was like, you're ruining my Bentley moment and beating them up with her Louis Vuitton bag. Like yeah. that was my moment in that Missoni crazy not right. adorable dress. But it was like the best, you know, because I think Kim is the powerhouse. Kim is Chris's favorite, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Therefore, Chloe and Courtney need to stick together. And for me, them not being team each other anymore has like broken my heart. On honestly. Like I'm like, I'm shook and I'm like actually disturbed over it. Like I can't even I kind of can't watch it the way I used to. I know. I, right? I I understand that. It's a it's a it's a total dynamic shift. They enjoy, you know, and it's and it's Courtney, we were saying this yesterday, like half of Courtney's issue isn't even the content. It's that she has such an inability to communicate in the way that I think she wants to, yes. that they then use that as a way to get against her because she's so easy to come at because she's so hard to defend herself. And yes. it's like, it's a, it's a, it's a deathly combination. Also Kim, when she was with them in Tokyo, like that's when I was like, Kim, I can't believe that Chloe went to like team Kim. I'm kind of shocked. I can. When, why, how? I think the shift happened when uh, Chloe became a mom. That's what we were talking about. But the other yeah, thing is that definitely like, changed the dynamics. whole the whole um, dynamic of Chris and Kim also changed because now Kylie's the favorite. Oh, right. So, well, Kylie is mini Kim, but like the better, younger version, which is like, right. do you think that pisses Kim off? No, no, I think Kim loves it. I think she feels like it's her protege. <laughs> and I think that Kim is so focused, obviously, on her brand, but it's so much more about like you know, all of the criminal justice stuff that she's doing and, and all of these things. And I think Chris maybe like doesn't feel as involved as her manager anymore. That's and I fair. think that Chris and Kylie have kind of formed this connection, rightfully so. And I think that without like the every single day acknowledgement that Kim is Chris's favorite, that the three of them, their sibling dynamic was able to change once that was removed. So has then actually now breaking that down. So has Kim become the Chris? So one well, in and now Chloe has become the Kim. Oh, interesting. I, my brain's going to explode. <laughs> I mean, if you, I'll, I will say one thing. If you watch Sunday night's episode, one could argue that Kim became the Chris solely from a business sense. Yes. She was the one, you know, calling the shots, making the calls. If anything, almost upping Chris from a business level saying like, this is our baby. What are you doing here? Which typically, you remember OG Kardashians? Yes. All that it was, was either the kids getting mad at Chris because they felt she was number one favoring one of them or putting business before family. Always. And it was a total role reversal here. It really was. But yet, for some reason, I feel like Kim's getting away with it more than Chris ever did. Yeah. Chris got caught like a mom. Mm -hmm. I feel like Kim is kind of being respected as the oldest sister, when in fact she isn't. That's mm -hmm. another thing too. Because do you guys have siblings? Yes. Julie does. I, I do. You're only? Yeah. Which is Lucky. Me. Sorry to my brother <laughs> yeah, and sister. I, I love was, them. I say that to her all the time. <laughs> I'm the middle of three girls, so. Oh my God, I'm so sorry for yeah. you. That's tragic. Thank you. 
<laughs> I was married to a guy who had three sisters. So I know how a group. So three sisters is a really interesting dynamic. Like always. I won't give my any opinion further than that on the three sisters that I were my in-laws. But it was it was very interesting to watch because I'm so I'm the oldest. My sister's the middle. And then we have a little brother that's like baby baby of the family. Yeah. But sibling dynamics are very very specific especially when it's three girls well what we were saying on the episode is that the reason they have such communication issues is because when you have girls that are fighting like especially sisters it's like you never learn what like how to stop your conversations from going too far and you never learn the consequence of that because then 10 minutes later you're sitting on the couch doing nothing as if it never happened exactly so it's like you say the most awful things that could possibly pop into your head yes then you have that comfort of knowing like well, it doesn't really matter that I said that. It's not like you can go anywhere. Right. Like, it's not like you can stop talking to me forever. We live in the same house. Or not so be my it, friend or right. what have you. So then it like, it kind of, that entire fight dissipates until the next giant fight comes up and you just keep going fight to fight and then it ends and then everything's fine and then fight to fight. And you never, it's not like when you're talking to your friends where you have to like stop yourself and be like, if I take it too far, it could be over forever. And I, and I consciously do that. So I think that when we're watching them fight the Kardashians, we're kind of looking at it like, not as a sister lens. We're like, oh my God, how can they fight like that? Like, we look at it as a friend it? lens. We look at it as them friends or yeah. them being business partners, but they're sisters first and foremost. Right. Yeah. I mean, my sister and I got savage one time on Thanksgiving. I strangled her over a pair of Uggs. I mean, Same. it was physical. Oh, yes, like, and we broke the shower. Fighting. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. yeah that's see? Ha- yeah. That happens. <laughs> my sister went to kick me once and I moved out of the way and she broke her foot. Like, it was... <laughs> It was literally like my my house literally when we were younger was like three girls. And my dad was like, I this is like fight club. He's like, I grew up with three boys and this may be more. Intense. <laughs> and he was like, and the only reason it's worse is because you guys act like it never happened. And then three months later, you'll bring be like, you'll bring it back up. <laughs> it is. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, anyway, I wonder. So is Courtney like totally done? Is she out out or is it like still no, speculative? So. No, it's still speculative. And as Kim says, she's in limbo, which they think is the problem. because it's like either get out or stay in. Right. Um, we'll I see. think she's just going to have a lesser contract. Yeah. I think they're going to put less obligations on her. And therefore she doesn't. No one's going to be disappointed when she doesn't meet them. So and by lesser, less money. I mean, are yeah. they all equally split? No, there's no way. No, um, we know for a fact Kendall and Kylie have a different contract. I Kendall read that. and Kylie have the same contract. And right now, Kim, that's what Chloe said. Kim, Chloe and Courtney have the same contract, which means which same is part money? of the reason. Same. Money. Yeah. OK, well, then I would be pissed to Courtney as well. Right. She definitely doesn't give as much as the other girls do. No. OK, so. What did I want to ask you about? Oh, duh. 2019 recap of all the best things and the worst things and the crazy things and the funniest things that happened. So Kelly Ripa, would you say is your number one celebrity fan of comments by celebs? Uh, Yeah, Yeah. I think so. Our biggest champion, I would say. Okay, so she would do you think that she was one of the first celebs to get on board? She wasn't one of the first. No, but she was. I mean, yeah, I guess first ish. Yeah, Yeah. I I guess I shouldn't say that she was. Mm -hmm. Andy Cohen was the first ever. No shit. Yeah. Really? We had twelve hundred followers. Oh my god, you were lying to me. I swear. I swear. I will never forget it. We checked every single day for probably four months. To Wait, make sure I have a question. Because we're all friends with Darren Carp, obviously. I was just texting with her about you guys because I was like, they're coming yeah. and she's gonna be on my show tomorrow. Anyway, oh. it's like a fun little club. Um, but do you think that she introduced Andy to Comet Spice Loves? No. no, Darren found it after. She found that after. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. How did he find it? I'll tell you. Yeah, oh, you can tell it. No, she basically he commented on Michelle Obama's picture okay. saying like, I miss you guys come back. And we had done a roundup of celebrities missing the Obamas. And we sent it to him like, hey, figured you'd find this funny. Also think you'd like the account. Never expecting him to see it. He saw it. He liked the message and he followed. Stop. Yeah. 
Do you guys have like screenshots that are like professionally framed all over your apartment? We should. We're, it's that like, would be so fucking sick. Julie and I, I mean, Isabel and I always talk about that for like The Office. That like Chrissy Teigen started following comments by celebs just because they were big moments for the account, you know, not not like a fangirly way and like a brand legitimizing way. way. Totally. So it was Kelly, Andy, and then Chrissy was like the third to really jump on board, right? In a big, I don't, I, I sound so bad. I, I can't remember timeline wise, but- we started to get like that crew i feel like yeah more. it definitely there was a phase where um we were noticing like people every day and it was like some were ones that we really wanted and it was like a really exciting moment and then some like, like who'd you really want like chrissy we really wanted like Fuck we yeah. were doing the roundup for a while and when she followed it was probably like the most legitimizing moment of the account for me at least because it was like we have built such a brand almost around her and her humor and like Totally. And just the how like the the humor that she's brought to social media in general that has then like other celebrities have picked up on. So it was so legitimizing when she followed. But I feel like there were a lot of celebrities that followed um, kind of when we were on the rise, really. And we were like, it wasn't ones that we were like processed that it was such a big deal because it wasn't like we were aiming for them. Mm-hmm. But like when they followed, it was like, oh, that person followed. That's really cool. And then we would move on. So the whole timeline of it just got so mushed together. Was it kind of like one a week, one a month? I mean, one an hour. No, there was a there was a point there where it was like insane. Like we would get like 10 a week. And it, and that's crazy. Yeah. And then now, and when did I, John Mayer jump on board? Um, John, I, was I would say, school? yeah, I want to say maybe like May of 2000. 18. 18. It could have been later or earlier. I'm telling you, sure, but... I have no concept of this. I have no concept of time. It's so terrible. <laughs> Fine. Then let me bring it to this year. Okay. So 2019, who would you stay, say are like your new yet star celebrities that have joined? Oh. Casey Musgraves. Okay. That we got all the one. Jonas Brothers on board this year. You did not. And Sophie. Who? Shut up. Yeah. Wait, I knew that about Sophie. I knew that. I knew that from just following your account. Yeah. Wait, who's your favorite Jonas Brother? Joe. Joe. <laughs> he doesn't Joe. even hesitate. Yeah, Joe. Savage. He's the best. He's yeah, the best. There's no comparison. Okay, anyone else that is notable and quotable for 2019? A lot of big ones. Well, by the way, just to clarify, when I say this, we just meet people who followed. Yeah. Like, it's not like these. Um, I don't even, I'm telling you, even last week, a lot, oh, Jesse Tyler Ferguson followed, which we wanted for a while. Ariel Winter followed yesterday. Oh, Billy amazing. Eichner. Bill, I love him. We have a list of like everyone. Jen Aniston, that was a huge oh, one. Oh, Jen Aniston. Shh. I'm shook that I have to leave the studio right now. Oh my God, that's I can't crazy. Believe it. Yeah. yeah. Courtney oh, Cox. Actually, Courtney Cox, Lisa Kudrow, and Jen Aniston all follow. This at is the, the same biggest time. Okay, like, hold on. Same time, but- Wait, you're asking. Uh, this sounds like the biggest name drop, but you're asking us. <laughs> so asking. it's not, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm feel- not the same de- okay. She's yeah, asking right. us, guys. I swear we don't just go around saying this. No, this is a 2019 year yeah. in recap. Yes. In terms of celebrity followers, it was a huge year. Yeah. No, that we- is so. Jennifer Aniston is bananas and she just joined Instagram. We were, yeah. Thoughts on that? Like, why did she hold off? Why did, why now? What do you, what do you think? I think the idea of social media was probably a little scary to her and understandably so. You know, her big rise in fame was at a time when social media wasn't a thing. And I think that that can be really scary to some of those actresses of that generation. I do. Yes. Um, But I think, you know, maybe with the new project she has coming out, we, we talk about this a lot is like, with Jennifer Aniston, it's not a good example because she's her star power and her talent would get her the, the gig regardless. But we feel like now what happens is if two people are up for a part, potentially the director may give it to the one with the more kind of intensive social media following because social media marketing on the behalf of the talent is such a big quality. Jeez. Like we know so many people that have been turned down because their social media following wasn't what it should be. Right. So I think that potentially in some of these new roles, like 
that may have been a, a big thing for her. It's like, listen, I know that this will do X amount better if I promote it on this platform, you know? Mm -hmm. So the other thing with Jen Aniston joining is that it's her show that's coming out. That's really the reason I think she joined is. Oh, the um the morning the show. The morning show is, mm -hmm. is not. It's another. It's a show that you have to watch. Yes. But it's also you have to get the subscription to Apple Plus to watch that show. Totally. So I think that there was a huge mentality there of, OK, if you and Reese Witherspoon are the star of this show and we have to get people not only to watch it, but, but to, to want to watch it so badly that they're going to pay money to subscribe to a service to watch it, then everyone kind of has to be pulling equal weight in order to drive that. And if Reese Witherspoon with her X million followers are, is on and promoting the show, then there's got to be some type of something coming from Jen Aniston right. that helps drive that. And it's not like Jen Aniston can do, you know, a magazine cover every week and promote right. the show. Whereas like in 2007, it's like do as many magazine interviews as you want. Everything's through that. It doesn't work like that anymore. So you have to, I think there was probably a conversation where it was like, Okay, if we want the show to be successful and we really want to drive people, then it really needs to be an all hands on deck situation on social so media. So maybe she was motivated by business, but now that she's on it, how do you think she's doing? Is she oh, crushing? I think she's, she's a crushing. natural. She's a natural. And how many followers does she have? Oh my god. Insane. We see. can she check. broke the record. Of, she broke of the most... record. You know, we posted her comment. Like we were we kind of were one of the first to to post about her being on and it went, I mean, she broke Instagram. Like she really did it. She really did. Yeah. yeah. What, so when did Kim break the internet with her putt and champagne? Oh, paper magazine a couple, <laughs> a couple, yeah, years, a couple ago, years ago. Yeah. But Jennifer Aniston legitimately I mean, Jan broke it. Jennifer Aniston legitimately broke it. That's fucking You couldn't follow her. Like the, the follow button went crazy. Speaking of this like generational shift, do your parents even get what you do? Oh my God. Um, it's taken a lot of, it's taken <laughs> oh a lot of work to get where we are, but I think they're starting to. I think if anything, my mom gets too much what we do. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's the, she'll literally, she's so Is she funny. Chris Jenner? Sweetie, you're doing she's, great? Yeah. She's like, she wants to be Chris Jenner. Like she's not like a manager, but she just <laughs> wants to talk about it to anybody who will listen. So she'll be like in Trader Joe's and she, somebody say comments, somebody say comments. I'm like, oh my God, you have to stop. Yeah, they're very proud. They're, they're very, very proud. proud. They just want to talk about it to anybody As who will they listen. Should be. Yeah. Before it got to where it is now, was there a time where they were like, what are you doing with your lives? Or did it move so quickly that they were like on board kind of from the get go and just trusted your business instincts? Well, they they did trust our business instincts and were on boards from the get go, but not because it moved so fast, just because they trusted us. Like in the beginning, there was no movement for the first, I don't mean, almost a year, but they just trusted that we, if we believed in it, they believed in it. Well, I, mean, I actually waited to tell my parents. You waited, but I'm saying movement. once you, yeah. for me, they were always supportive. <laughs> it felt like a lot of attention that was going to come that I was like, let's just hold off on this as much as possible. Okay. So what was your biggest fangirl moment of 2019? Oh, mm -hmm. I know mine. What? When I met Luna. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> like like Chrissy's daughter Luna. Shut up. Yeah, see, everyone has the same reaction. <laughs> I've never. I was the only time I was starstruck. Was she? That's hysterical. Number one, was she um, approachable or oh, was no, she, she standoffish? She, she was relaxing. I didn't want to interrupt her, but Miles handed me a little spoon and I gave it back to him, of course. But but Luna was like, she was she was resting on the table. Remember? Yeah. She had like her. She was like she was. She put down like a blanket and a blanket over her and a pillow behind her, and she was under a chair. It was like a literally she was like I was like hi it was like a do not disturb situation but she was so cute like you've never seen cuter kids in your life I love that you were starstruck by a child how old is she yeah. four yeah totally she's at four she's like beyond intimidating every single person I told her I'm like yeah I met Cressy like oh that's so cool I'm like and Luna and Miles were there and they're like shut the fuck up every single person it was so funny okay for me, Emma. Uh, the Jennifer Aniston one was huge. Huge. I think, honestly. Huge. It really, that yeah, was huge. Really, yeah. I mean, I God, grew up with still her. It's crazy. Okay. Yeah. What was your favorite celeb moment of the entire calendar year, 2019? 
Oh my God, what a loaded question. I know, sorry. How do you want to define his favorite? The one that- stalling while I check my phone to see what happened this year. (laughs) The one that, I don't know. I mean, favorite because it was scandalous, favorite because it was like happy and amazing, favorite because you were shooketh. Well, I, okay. In a very like PG answer, like just from a- point of pure excitement i lived for Haley and justin's wedding pictures oh, oh yeah like oh. truly that reveal of those that wedding was was one for the books for me like yep. really i i will never forget where we were when like the pictures first came out and they realized that they had the off-white you know till death do us part in embroidered into the veil like and julie and isabel just lost their minds like oh. th- i that, didn't think i was gonna make it when i saw that picture but for, <laughs> but for so many like t- not even from like a fangirl perspective from the perspective of like we grew up with justin bieber being like it he was the dream pop star. Like, think about it. Every young girl wanted to marry him. And then it actually happened. Yeah. And it's like you watched it happen to also someone who is so famous, so beautiful. That was a big one. I can't believe Justin Bieber got married. Like, we say it all the time. We're like, it's crazy. Justin Bieber's married. If you would have seen me in eighth grade realizing that I wasn't getting picked as the one less lonely girl, you would have sent flowers to my house. Yeah. On her <laughs> truly, truly. Also, speaking of Justin Bieber, what do we think about Selena Gomez coming out with Lose You to Love Me? Oh. First of all, I like Loki love that song. Totally. Um, so do we feel like she Taylor Swifted him like full blown? I felt like it was pretty vague. No, I don't think she did. I don't either. I think that but wait, what was... song did he not sing on key? Was that just like supposed to be metaphorical? Yeah, I think metaphorical. I'm so stupid. I literally was trying to figure out through the catalog. I was like, do they ever do a song together? No, I think it was I, metaphorical. I think. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm not that. I don't think that she... Like, I think that the issue that happens is when you have such a highly publicized relationship. What happens when you go to make music after two years is obviously those emotions are going to come in. But everyone is so aware of who you've dated. Exactly. That it's like you can't escape it. And what she's supposed to do, not write a song about the way she feels. I listen, I am very much a fan of like your life, your story to tell. And, you know, yeah, maybe you can't like drag, drag people. But like, if you're like, I feel that's a very therapy phrase. I feel something or I feel like this happened to me. You're fucking allowed to say it. Oh, I think she has total feelings. She was totally justified. I I think the issue arises is when people feel like stars are doing things or um, coming out with songs like coming out with direct hits. (laughs) I love love her and I love her. But do we think that she crosses the line? I think she just like fucking calls it out. I do love it. Although the problem with that is that she only truly sees her side of the story. And I do know as an adult person that there are definitely at least two more like three sides to every story. Probably like seven actually. And she really firmly and passionately tells her side. And she she is the protagonist and everybody else is the villain. And so that's tricky. It's definitely tricky. I mean, I think the biggest issue in regards to that is more so how sometimes her supporters jump on that bandwagon and then like really attack whoever the person is. Do you think Scooter Braun was really scared for his like family and life? Yes. You really do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I've seen, I I mean, like, I, I don't know if he was scared in the sense that he actually thought something was going to go down that he wasn't going to be able to stop. But I think he was scared in the sense that it's like, I I mean, I've seen the tweets in the comments that when everyone's coming at you at once, it's like, how can you not question your security for a second? I guess that's true. Your own peace of mind. Even if like, even if you don't think anyone's going to take like a physical action against you or something like for all, for the entire world, for you to feel like the entire world for even just a moment is entirely against you and wants the worst things to happen to you. Even if you don't think that's going to come to fruition, it's still a very scary, unsettling feeling. That's true. That's absolutely true. For sure. 
Hey guys, it's time to talk about one of our amazing sponsors, Away. I freaking love Away so much I can't even begin. It's the only luggage I use now. I had other luggage in the past before that I thought was super fancy and like super like, oh my God, this is like the best luggage company ever. And then I met Away. And then I'd say a year or so ago, my girlfriend went away uh, for work and she took all of our away luggage with her. And I was left with like the old like fancy pants luggage and it was horrible. It was heavy. It was clunky. Literally, they bring high quality performing luggage to you at a very affordable price. They do that. Why? Because they cut out the middleman. Thank you away. I tip my hat to you. It's really durable. It's flexible. It's like super invincible to like you like smashing it downstairs and stuff they have two different carry-on sizes which i love they have like the regular carry-on and then the bigger one obviously i'm a fan of the bigger one because your girl always needs to pack more clothes and more stuff and more bags and more shoes and more etc i also love away because away i know they have great products but away also knows that they have great products because they're designed to last a lifetime if any part of your suitcase breaks Away's standout customer service team will arrange to have it either fixed or completely replaced. And there's a 100-day trial on everything Away makes. So you can take the product literally on the road, live with it, travel with it. And uh, if after 100 days or before you're like, you know what, it's actually not for me, you can return it anywhere as long as it's non-personalized for a full refund during that period. No ifs, no ands, no asterisks, no buts. Visit awaytravel.com slash TOT2019 to learn more. For last minute holiday ideas or gift giving any time of the year, check out their website, awaytravel.com slash TOT, like Taste of Taylor, awaytravel.com slash TOT2019. And now back to the podcast. So favorite moment, 2019. Oh God. Um, Probably, I love Justin and Haley. I think Joe and Sophie's wedding was such a moment. Totally. It was just such like a 2019 coming together moment for me. Mm-hmm. That was, I mean, like this is probably more falls under scandalous so we can get there. But oh, we'll get there. Okay, okay. Hold so it, okay. Um, what was just your favorite celebrity comment of 2019? Oh my God. What a Sorry. question. I know. No, no, I really, is it, I like never prepare for the podcast. Is it okay like if I pull out, if I pull out my phone to, to absolutely. I feel like I had one recently that I really liked. I have to say they're, they really upped their game this year. Like the it was celebs. the celebs. Do you think it's because of your account that they're upping their game? Because they know it's going to be. I think what happens tracked. that we always say is that I don't think it's so much our account. I just think that people are now realizing that people are paying attention mm-hmm. to comments, whether it be us or news outlets or fans or all of these people. Like I've seen comments where people will comment on, you know, like a Jake Hall, Tom Holland situation where like we haven't even posted it or we haven't even been aware of it yet. But their fan base is so obsessed with them that when you look at that comment it already has 20,000 likes on it right it has nothing to do with us the reason of that comment but it's just I think people are recognizing the power that comments have well yeah. I know that you guys have obviously like diehard fans and obviously the celebrities that you guys follow and comment on and report on have diehard fans have you ever had any like like a beehive type situation come after you because they were pissed off about something yeah but mostly it's from the podcast not from actual posts that we say and it doesn't happen often no, it's happened to us one time and it was Who? only it was only in the early like i don't know not that recently with taylor swift um yeah, which is why we're which so is why we're so careful yeah. in terms of not it's just not worth it honestly and like first off we obviously don't hate her we have nothing against her no. like but we're you just can not have an opinion hey everybody in the world you can have an opinion against something and not be against someone yeah marinate on that well i it's, think that's a concept that's really lost 
in this day and age, not just Taylor Swift fans. I mean, no, we just saw it with speaking. yeah, politically speaking. But also, we just saw it with um, like Billie Eilish and Lady Gaga, where Billie Eilish said something about the meat dress, and we were like, oh, "She's allowed to say she doesn't like the meat dress," and those fans went fucking crazy. And I think what fans have to realize is like, just because the person doesn't, you're allowed to not like somebody, and they have a a lot of fan bases have a really hard time when they feel so protective over somebody that they feel has had such an influence over life that it's almost like, how could you not like this person? Look at all they've done for me. Like, how dare you not like them? Well, it's and almost they take like it so personally. Celebrities are deities, right? Mm-hmm. We put them on pedestals. So they're right. almost becoming like, I don't know, religion. So it's almost like if you denounce my celebrity, it's like you're denouncing my religion. Yeah. So we're going to start warring over celebrities. It gets scary. It gets scary and people kind of lose sight of. Uh, the ability for others to have opinions. I mean, listen, I honestly truly believe this and not that I come out and say it, but I think that you should be able to say like, I hate this celebrity. And if somebody, that is your opinion. It doesn't mean you wish ill on them. It doesn't mean that you, but you just don't support them. You don't listen to their music. You don't go see their movies. And that should be okay to say because you not liking that person does not affect anybody else. For some reason, I hate Anne Hathaway. I like her in every movie I see. Every movie I see. I'm always like, she's so great. Great Devils Wear Prada, great in Bride Wars. And every time I think of her, I'm like, I hate her. I actually was at the Soho house on vacation with my girlfriend and she was there with her husband and baby. And I was like, I really hate her. My girlfriend was like, she's literally being quiet. So nice, so normal. And I was like, what the fuck is it? Yeah. But yeah, you're exactly right. And I don't wish her any ill will. It's not like I went up to her and was like threatening her life or anything like that. Yeah. I just don't like her. Yeah, yeah. some people, like that's the thing about celebrities is that even though you don't know them, they put off a vibe and people aren't stupid. Like people really trust their own instincts and their own feelings. And they know when they have a bad taste in their mouth about a celebrity. And mm-hmm. even though maybe they can't say like, I hate this person for this reason, they can still be valid in not liking them because they just don't get a good vibe from them. And when you're a celebrity and you only put so much of yourself out there, if what you're putting out, people aren't receptive to or certain people aren't receptive to, people have to be okay with it because they're not giving them enough to change that opinion. Right. Um, okay, but going back to the question, yeah, favorite, how do we get here? <laughs> favorite comment? I just found, I thought of mine while you were talking okay. um, because I totally disagree with Julie. I don't think, I think that like hating, is that, I think that's just ridiculous. So don't like hate. A, yeah. Dislike. Well, like, I, like I think it's crazy to say like I hate whichever celebrity like Anne Hathaway who, like whoever it is like I, I totally understand like getting a bad vibe but I think like that's so that's crazy like you're letting them that much occupy that much of your brain well, space wait wait I let think me you put a much more literal uh definition on the term hate than I maybe do. I, do. Maybe I do I put it on like I'll just say like flippantly like oh I hate, yeah, like, I hate Anne Hathaway, and then I move it on I'm not like yeah it's not going like on her Instagram and every time she posts being like I hate you yeah stupid, yeah yeah I disagree course. with you because that yeah. shit is some crazy no, that no, I can't that's even a whole understand. other story that's the, the, I mean uh, there's two ends of the spectrum obviously and to love a celebrity so much and to also hate another celebrity that much yeah, is somebody... the same kind of power. I just mean it in the is. sense that like you should be able to say like, oh, I fucking hate that celebrity and then move on with your life. Well, the truth too is, is that the opposite of love is indifference, mm-hmm. not hate. It's so so like true. if you hate somebody, guess what, bitch? You kind of love them. No, it's true. It's I'm so talking true. to the people that hate me right now. You fucking love me, bitch. <laughs> um, you my favorite <laughs> to hate me. That's love. Exactly. But... My favorite was when Jennifer Aniston commented on our post, uh, wow, you girls are fast. Oh we posted... shit, good one, Em. That's such a good one. Uh, Fuck, yeah, that's such a good one. I know that was that. I really think for me that was like the top of the top. Yeah, goddamn, that was such a good one. Um, what was my favorite? Oh, you, you just changed your answer recently. Yes, I did. And I, it, it was, it was first it was Quavo and Madonna, and you just had a new answer. Oh, there was one that I thought was really funny that, um, there was a, a meme from like this page rap that it was a from a Tyler the Creator article, and it, he said something like, 
Yeah, I, I like girls, but I just find that I always end up fucking their brother. And then Lil Nas X comments and was like, oh my God, he's so right. <laughs> I just thought that was like, that was 2019 for me in one comment summed up. Yeah. Um, well, that's kind of, this is a good segue. The funniest celeb comment oh. moment. There were so many. I mean, the clapbacks this year were, were great. Okay, we can do that. We'll let you know, um, let's just do this because funny and clapback are kind of, I feel like, like hand in hand. Best yeah. clapback of 2019 by any celeb. Well, okay. I have to say, in my top, and it's a very cliche answer because I know Chrissy, but recently we posted one where she is a picture of her in this like uh, open blazer kind of thing. Yep, yep. At Luna. And someone comments, Jesus, cover up your daughter. Jesus, cover up your daughter is right there. And she responds, she sucked it for months and doesn't mind it much. <laughs> I just love that. I love Prissy. She's the queen of the clapback, I think. She really is. She really is. She's up there. Okay, Julie, I'm going to make you pick another celeb who's like the queen of the clapback or king of 2019. It could be general because I know these specifics are tough. I have to say Kate Beckinsale with the clapbacks okay. are, she's really on her game. She's And she's one where the clapbacks and being funny go absolutely hand in hand. Okay. Wells Adams is also good. Who? Wells Adams. Yep. Like he posts this picture of him and Sarah Hyland from their engagement. He wrote, I mean, who wouldn't want to marry me? And someone comments, well, for one, Jojo Fletcher. And he goes, <laughs> fuck, that was good. Like, I think, like, I just think it's great that someone can laugh at themselves. Oh, it's the best. Okay. So another great segue, shadiest moment. Ooh, shadiest moment. So many. What do we think? I'm can I'm okay. So while you guys think and peruse, because I know this, I am I'm really yeah. putting you guys to the test. No, no, it's good. I and like you're doing it. great. Um you're doing great, sweetie. So <laughs> I feel like for me, I was so shook and just like kind of lost and confused by the Selena Gomez, Bella Hadid. Very weird. Very weird. And and also like she deleted the entire post and not even just the comment, right? Like I have those facts straight, correct? I have those facts straight, but let me give you a hot take, which is I think this was so blown out of proportion. This for, Okay, let's first explain to anyone who doesn't understand. Yes. This is a little more like you get to know a little more to understand. Basically... As you guys know, Bella and Selena have both dated The weekend. It's unclear whether Bella and The weekend are together right now, but so be it. Mm-hmm. Be- Selena commented on a picture of Bella and wrote stunning. Stunning. Comment. Compliment. Complimentary. Bella then deleted the Instagram. I'm truly in my heart of hearts. I can't envision a world where Bella Hadid would delete an entire Instagram because her boyfriend's Jeez. ex- girlfriend gave her a compliment. I just think that's bizarre. What followed after that was just the most insane thing ever, which was that- Selena engaged. Selena engaged. And I have so much to say on this, but basically a fan account posted that saying like, it's so fucked up that Bella deleted this. And Selena commented on it and was like, oh no, like so sad. Something like, so disappointing or so sad. We then posted it, even though we didn't really want to, we just felt like it was headline making that it, it was worth it. What I have to say about this though, is I think two things happened. First, Bella's deletion had nothing to do with it, in my opinion. And the I second, think she said that it had nothing to do with it. I think she like said she spoke out. Yeah, for about all it. we like, know, like she could have like, posted like she said. I just didn't like the picture. The like, wrong I didn't picture like the or something. Or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. And second, you have to remember. Yes, I know Selena is a ma- like a massive a lister. She has been out of the social media game for almost a year now, over a year. Yep. She doesn't understand, I don't think fully, the weight that a small little comment like that carries, which I know sounds crazy. Yeah. I don't think, I think if she knew what was about to come, there's no world she would have commented that. And I, I really, like, I... Like, do you think she thought it was almost like her comment was in a vacuum of, like, like like her, like, like, tr- like tight fan group or something? I just think she's not used to how many people pick up on that or how many people twist what you can say. I, I don't even know. I just... I just think that it was a lesson for her in social media. It was what it was. Oh, wait, there's another moment that actually also involves Selena that I want to ask you about. 
Um, what is my question? I even forgot my question. Are we on shadiest? It was sh- yeah, shady. Okay. So when Selena, and this was a story, when Selena posted um, Kim Kardashian's bodywear line, what was it called? Skim? Oh, oh yes. Yeah. And then she deleted it. Talk, no, she does know. Because didn't that happen before the Bella thing? Now that I'm going back in my brain of 2019, what came first? No, Bella came first. Bella came first. Oh, so then she learned. No, but if, no, no. But if anything, I think that that shows that she hasn't learned. Okay. Because if you're like, let's speak really objectively, taking any of our opinions out of it and any of the fact that all of us think that this stuff is kind of crazy, and right? And let's really quickly recap this too I'm going for to. people that don't know. I'm going okay, to. Good. Okay, so. Selena Gomez is best friends with Taylor Swift. As you guys all know, Taylor and Kim Kardashian have not the best history. Right. Kim sent Selena skims. Selena posted an Instagram of her wearing them on her story. Because she looked good. Because she looked good and said like, at skims, comfiest thing ever. At Kim Kardashian. Okay. Right after that, Everybody goes fucking crazy saying Selena siding with Kim. She's, you know, she. this is so disappointing to Taylor, da, da, da. Selena deletes that story and immediately posts a story of a selfie with her and Taylor Swift and writes like, I'm always team you, like my ride or die, da, 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 da. The reason that I'm saying that I think that goes into the theory that Selena doesn't fully understand is because right. in her mind, she's not recognizing, wow, me literally tagging my best friend's enemy's shapewear brand is going to send Twitter to a storm. Right. I don't think she's thinking like that. That's actually a really good point in her favor, for sure. Right. See, the thing with all of us and the way celebrities are when they've been on social media for so long is that it's not like somebody had to sit you down and say like, this is what the norm is. It's like you do something and you learn trial by error. True. So you either yeah. fuck up and you, you're you like, okay, never gonna do that again. Or you watch other people fuck up and you learn what you're not supposed to do. And when you're not on and you're not used to the practices and not used to the way social media has transformed and really it has been, it seems like not a lot of time, but the way social media is, is from a year ago is vastly different and vastly more hostile, honestly. Uh-huh. And just a different environment than what she's used to and i think that it took her her own experience and her own learning to try and kind of figure it out because it's not like somebody can sit you down and be like here's what is going to happen if you do this because you can't predict these types of things you know what i'm learning social media particularly instagram and story it's kind of like going from elementary school to middle school Mm -hmm. right Right. elementary school like yeah we were socialized but we were all like getting along and like there weren't these like subtle mean girl nuances instagram is middle school when you get like thrown in the thick of it and it's like you like look at some girls like a a guy she has a crush on and you are totally fucked for like the next six months of the school year exactly right that's a that's a really really good yeah it's it's a great analogy i mean i have to just say for anybody listening you really should watch selena gomez on the zach sang show his most recent interview with her Uh it's youtube it's like it's not long at all I think it's one of the best interviews she's done recently and it really gives you a much clearer insight into like her mind right now. It That made me think there was no fucking way she did that on purpose. I, she I'm, wants to stay away from it. I'm so thrilled to hear that because I, Selena is like one of my number one. She's like one of the first celebrities I ever met at Sirius. Like, well, not like an interview. Like I met her and she was like, my mom listens to your show. I love you. And so, so for nice. me, she's like, I adore her. I watched her career yeah. grow. So I don't want it. Like the idea of her like pulling shady shit upset me to my core. Yeah, I don't I, think she did. She's not shady. I she is not She's too, social she's, media educated. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which is a hard thing to be. There are people who are on social media for years and they still don't learn. So, okay. What was the best fight oh on Instagram on 2019 or oh, in? definitely everything that went down uh, with Miley, Brody, and Caitlin. When yeah, yeah, I love those. When, I don't know if I would say, why am I, bl- I don't know if it's a fight, but it's like definitely, well, we don't really, I don't know. Fights are hard because people don't 
We don't really toast the fights. Let's but talk I guess, about like, that really quickly. So yeah. you guys, so I, I know, so Comments by Celebs is, it's supposed to be a place to be entertained, laugh and have fun. Mm-hmm. It's like escapism, right? Mm-hmm. But every now and then, like the drama and the escapism and the entertainment and the humor even kind of overlap. Yeah, you know? for sure. So how do you pick and choose? How about this? I'll ask you this question real quick. So in 2019, how many comments did you see that were either like aggressive or shady or like a fight that you that you like totally put in the vault and just ignored? A lot. A lot. A hundred? Always. A thousand? I mean, not, not a, thousand, a thousand. Maybe a hundred, maybe a little less. I don't know. A lot. I mean, if it's huge newsmaking, we'll do it. Like, right. unless it really goes against our morals. Like, even if we're like, oh, this isn't so our favorite, but fine. But like, there are some that it's just like, there's no way. Like when Azealia Banks is going off on, I'm just like, okay, there's just no world in which we're posting that. And I respect it, but why? For anybody who's like, listen, who's like wanting that salacious moment. Just because like, do you feel like by posting your inadvertently picking a side or no, I think that you can I think you can get those moments from literally every other every other uh, entertainment news source like right. literally you go anywhere and they will post the nastiest of the nasty stuff that's just not what we want our vibe to be like we'll talk about it we'll gladly talk about it. it's not like we only do positive like that's not what I'm saying at all right. but like I just don't want my feed filled up with you know I don't think that's what people signed up for like I don't think they just want the the nitty-gritty of the fights right we'll talk about it but we don't want to post it I, I mean when we posted the whole Thing with Taylor and Scooter, uh-huh. this was like the most frustrating thing because yeah, Justin Bieber posted a you know an Instagram and and um, someone com like I think yeah Eller was the first person to comment and we posted it literally just to make the news not because we want we're picking a side it was the first comment so we posted it right and immediately after we posted Cara Delevingne's comment which was in support of Taylor right but everyone was like I can't believe you're choosing Justin's side it's like we are literally just posting a comment well yeah. what's even worse than that is when something happens and there's no comment. Like when the Taylor Swift thing happened again, when she posted that story and people were inboxing us, they were like, you're not speaking on this. Like, how are you? I'm like, we don't post anything unless there's a comment. Her thing was an Insta story. Right. And so people wanted you to post what? Your commentary on it, essentially? People wanted us, people, I guess, um, I guess when we post a comment or post something, it's like, if we acknowledge it, then we're speaking on behalf of it or or bringing, I don't know, I don't want to say truth to it because I don't think we have that power, obviously. I think it's just more like they're looking at us for the validation of a celebrity event. And if Taylor Swift does something huge and we're not posting about it, it, I guess to them it seems intentional because we are so on top of other celebrity news. Um, But the reality is, is that we just, unless it's, you know, a funny tweet that we can do or something that we can make a story about that's like kind of more lighthearted, we just don't get involved until we talk about it on the podcast. Right. Also, Taylor Swift's settings are that you can't comment, comment on, on your post, post unless she follows you and she doesn't follow anyone. So it's right. physically impossible to comment on her post. Anytime she comments, we'll obviously post it if it's good. But like, right. we, there, it's not even like we can if we want to. You literally can't comment on her post. Who was the most active celebrity, uh, would you say, on Instagram in terms of comments on other celebrities? Recently, um, Justin Long has been like commenting on everything. Really? Yeah, Justin Long. Yeah. Left and right. Who is the person that comments the least? Celebrity. The least involved on Instagram for 2019. Beyonce. Beyonce. Yeah, truly. She's never commented. She's never, I don't, we've never posted a Beyonce comment. Who is? There's never been a Beyonce comment ever. It, what, what do you think that is? Is it strategic? Is it just, she just, is she shy? Is it like, because like we were saying earlier, you do know that if you're a celebrity and you comment, people are going to be looking at it like, I know this is so stupid and I want to be clear, this is not me saying I'm Beyonce. Okay. Yeah. And I'm talking to the audience because I know yeah. they'll be like, she she made an analogy that she was like Beyonce. <laughs> um, but like, when, even when I comment on like Stassi or Bo's Instagrams, just because, you know, I'm on tour with them and like, I'm going to be a part of their wedding and like all these little things, I know that people's eyes are in, on it. And like, 
I don't want to do a shitty sucky one. So yeah. if I don't have anything funny to say, I won't even comment because it's like it's not like it's not that I don't love them and want to support them. It's that I don't want people to be like she's boring, she's not funny, she's right. bland. Uh huh. I Makes- think with Beyonce, I totally get what you mean. Like totally. Um, I think with Beyonce, the thing is, is that a. I don't think she wants to get sucked into the social media game. Where in the sense where it's like Beyonce comments once and that's it. You're on the hook. You got to keep commenting. Right. Telling you to just comment once and then never comment again. It's like wishing your friends it's, a happy birthday. Once you do one, you, you got to do, do it all. all. Once you post an Insta story for one friend, the entire friend group's getting an Insta story. You got it. And I think with Beyonce, it's she's on social media because she's giving us and her fans pictures that they would not see otherwise and promoting things that they wouldn't get otherwise. And... I think that Beyonce is one of those people who's very transparent in the fact that it's like, I don't run my own social media. Somebody is posting these things because they are very calculated shots. And if you look at her grid, it's every time she posts, it's three in a row, three in a row, every single time. And it's very calculated. And I think that one of the things about Beyonce is that I find her and I think a lot of people find her to be really authentic and really genuine. And I think that if somebody was commenting from Beyonce's account, we know it's not Beyonce. We know that's not what Beyonce is doing with her day. And I don't think she's ever about to put her fans in a situation where they have to question what's authentically her and what isn't. Yeah. You know, a lot of a lot of celebrities really capitalize on this humanizing aspect, which I think is why comments can be so, so powerful. Mm-hmm. But Beyonce is one of the very few that actually can thrive in the unattainability. It's like, no, there's something to be said for the fact that right. I am just that level of stardom. It's very few and far between, but like Meryl Streep's not on Instagram either. You know what I'm saying? Like there's right. a, there are certain people where it's just doesn't matter. You don't need to become more relatable. You're fine as you are. Right. It's almost like there are certain people where you don't want them to be more relatable. Yeah. Like right. I don't want right. Beyonce. I hold Beyonce, honestly, and she's one of the few celebrities I do this to where I really put her on a pedestal. And I think that she has given us reason to be able to do that. I really do. And I, I, it's like, I almost don't want you coming down to my level. I know where you belong. Like, you can stay there. It's like, Meryl Streep, I don't want to see you commenting on a meme. Like, you're <laughs> Meryl Streep. <laughs> Which celebrity in 2019 do you think is the most addicted to Instagram? Hmm, good question. Um, Bieber. Yeah, he's been... Yeah, he's been in weird shit. He's been real active, just posting a lot, like, out of... What's with the house pictures? I don't know, but I love him, obviously. I, like, want to <laughs> see every inch. Every, like... Yeah. Male in that house. Do you think Britney Spears runs her own Instagram account? Oh, That's obviously the most loaded question a person can ask. I'm sorry. I, I don't know if Beyonce runs. I mean, if if uh, Britney Spears runs her own anything. I know, yeah, right? I, I don't know. I actually believe she does because I don't think that anybody would let what goes up go up if 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 it was up to them. Maybe there's a professional who gets like Britney submit three choices and then they get to like say this is the best of the three. Yeah. yeah, I think that is what happens. I think that she sends in what she wants and then they like decide. I don't know. It's very, very <laughs> so hype. I always think about I always think about that one Instagram she did where she was in her closet <laughs> and she was like, you'll never guess what happened when I got home. My whole closet's redone. And then she turned around and I was like, Britney Spears has plastic hangers. <laughs> I was like, who the fuck did Britney Spears cause? They gave her plastic hangers. And how the fuck does Britney Spears not know? That she has plastic hangers that she's showing off to us. I've never, I've just never been so thrown off by it. That was the moment where I was like, I have to save her. Well, at first you're kind of me sad. Then it made me finally entertained. And now, honestly, I think it brings her joy. <laughs> I mean, I hope it she does. She gets to back handspring and swim. I, I, I just <laughs> genuinely, the way I feel about Britney Spears is there's no other celebrity I feel this strongly about. I just want her to be happy. I want <laughs> yeah. somebody to put her somewhere where they can guarantee 
that she is happy and safe and calm and fine. And I that's she's all there, I guys. want from her. I really do. Well, and I think the videos really showcase what she, she literally just tries clothes on all day long and goes bowling. And yeah. goes on vacation. And works out a lot. And works out so much, which releases a lot of endorphins, so they say. I hope I hope that this I is hope her. I hope she's just everything. I just want everything to be her choice. I'm glad to hear your optimism on that one. <laughs> we, we're often very concerned. <laughs> I'm really concerned about it. It is. Yeah. It's true. Okay. And the I last question, who do you think, which celebrity won Instagram for 2019? Mm. The best, the winner. Who won Instagram? And know. it could be a combination of like best Instagram storyteller with like feed. It could mm-hmm. be one or the other. You can even Cardi. separate them. Cardi? I think there is no Instagram, no person who has given us so much. I know. In like the least traditional. Exp- there is never a moment where you will find yourself on Cardi B's Instagram and not be thoroughly entertained. Totally. No matter what you're doing. That's very, very true. I also just want to say that I think Courtney Cox does a really good job. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. I she, actually don't follow her and I will start following her. Oh, definitely. Her. She's a good follow. Her. She's like, she's really she gets it. Is she funny? She's yeah. funny. She's, she's nostalgic. She's, but it doesn't try too hard. Yeah. Maybe I can take some pointers from her. <laughs> I suck at Instagram. No, legit. Uh, well, I yeah, definitely talk to her people. Yeah, seriously. You do? I feel I'm like... so bad. Really? Why Instagram. do you think that? Why do you feel that way? <clears throat> yeah, this is, you know what? My new resolution for 2020 is to be better at Instagram. Well, what's the definition of better at Instagram? Yeah. Well, number one, get more followers. That's just first and foremost, always, right? right? Um, But no, I definitely like my audience is like when you, my audience will say when you post, like I, I first of all, so I'm on tour and Stassi and Bo literally look at me and they're like, you spend so long on an Instagram story, it's painful. And I'm like, I know, this is why I never post because it's so painful for me. It must be like perfectionism or like putting pressure on myself. But like, I definitely like, it's not second nature to me. Um, Like when I do a good post, like I only post when I'm feeling super inspired and feeling super inspired doesn't happen every single day. Yeah. But then I also have like, sponsored content that I ha- I have to post. And then there's right. like things I have to promote for my own business. And sometimes I don't promote for my own business. Literally, I promote this podcast four days after it comes out on average because I like feel weird promoting it. It's like the b- most you bizarre so thing. That. No, you I so, I so I mean, I so understand that. I think that like it's very hard in this in this industry because your success directly comes from, you know, in a lot of ways, the level of promotion because you need more eyes on it. But you know, when we're doing what we're doing, when you're promoting it, you're promoting yourself. And that's not always the easiest thing to do. So I totally understand that. But I think that I have a couple of things to say. First off, looking at it more so as a business is very helpful because it's like, no, this is not me being conceited, telling people to listen. This is like, this is how I make a lot of my money. And how could I shame myself for wanting to promote what literally everyone else is, what everybody else is Like I always say, if I'm on somebody else's podcast, I'm like promoting like up the fucking wazoo. Yeah. Mine? That actually pays my bills? How how dare I? Exactly. yeah, we've it's never, like you know something, you know something, we have an account with almost one and a half million followers. We have never once done a grid post about our podcast for exactly that reason. Like we just want to keep our grid consistent and we don't want it to be about us. So like, okay, we'll get the, the listeners a little slower. We'll still get them. Right. But wait, I have to say something that I think will be helpful for you. Like what makes somebody good at Instagram? Well, this is exactly it. What? So, you know, Eva Chen, obviously she's, yes. yeah. So she said this on our podcast, but I, I heard her say it at an event that we were at and I had her to repeat it on our podcast, which is that people put so much pressure on the feed curation and making sure that it's perfect and making sure that your grid is exactly the way you want it to be. And at the end of the day, like 
that content doesn't do as well. People really like the off the cuff showing that you're not putting too much effort into it with the exception of like the Beyonce's of the world. Of For people like us, you know, normal people, I mean, your your Instagram is obviously different because it's about you, whereas ours is comments. But even when we post comments, like, yeah, we want them to be good, but there are some where it's like, hey, this one's not going to do so well, but we think it's funny. Let's let's throw it up. Right. Putting less pressure on yourself. Like, you know what I mean? It, it's just a grid. Right. Like you can't allow that to carry that sort of magnitude. You just can't. You'll go crazy. You're 100 percent right. Is there also like a formula in terms of like like mathematics, like analytics that you're like posting once a day, once a week, once a month? Like what's the what's the match number? People definitely use that. Julie and I have never once used any sort of program. It's fully gut. We're we're really I know we're not the norm, though. So like I get that. Yeah, I was going to say like we are probably weirdly the worst people to ask about how to make your Instagram better because First of all, our Instagrams, our personals aren't private. Right. Like there is no ounce of effort, I think, for either of us that goes into like our actual photo posting and that type of thing. And then on our Instagram, like for comments, it's just like, you want to be good at Instagram? Comment. Like for us. And yeah. I I just, I think it's hard because every person's Instagram is so different. And it, when you're building a fan base and you have a specific type of fan, it's like no one can give you advice on how to build your specific Instagram because you're right. reaching a different fan than them. Right. You it's know? just authenticity. That's it. That's just what it con- is. consistently be a thing. So I authentically don't want to post. Right. Capiche? So don't, don't right. post as much. <laughs> yeah. I, I have an Instagram probably on my personal in five months. But I kind of feel like, so I, I hope my audience gets it like when I do post, it's like she really is excited. She really yeah. is into it. Yeah. Or I really am getting paid for something. And aren't you happy about that? Yes. Right. Totally. <laughs> right. right. Like, shouldn't you be happy for me? You like, sometimes me. my audience be like, great sponsorship. Totally on brand for you. And I'm like, thank you for getting it. It, it is content. Yeah, the nicest thing. It's yes. the best compliment you can get. Yes, exactly. It's like it's like women supporting women. High five. Make that money, honey. Yeah. I love yes. it. Love that. Love that. Okay, to wrap this up, what was your most? What was the comment that you got the most excited about in 2019? It can be about you guys directly. It can be something that you saw on another person's page. What? Most excited we've ever been this year about a like, comment. Like, this is the fucking most exciting moment. And probably it's going to be in to benefit your account because that's, I mean, that's how could you not see it that way, you know? Well, actually, I, while Julie scrolls, I'm going to tell you the like framework that I'm thinking in with the exception of Jennifer Aniston, because that was just so fucking cool. Like, yeah, obviously, that's so fucking cool. When something massive happens, even if it's nothing about us, if we know like, this is going to go viral. Like that's it. So I have to say probably the most excited I was in the moment and in retrospect, this wouldn't be my answer, but in the moment was when Hollywood unlocked the the day, the Jordan and Tristan story broke and Hollywood unlocked posted about it saying like, Tristan, we know what you did. My writer was there and Larsa Pippen and Malika and and Chloe commented on that post, which in our world was like validating that this was all true. Because you have to remember when it first came out for the first 24 hours, we were like, we were like, oh, this is such bullshit. Like, oh, please, Jordan was cheated with Tristan. Like we couldn't believe a universe where that would exist. So when we saw that comment, we were like, that's when Julie and I were like, wait a second, this is actually happening. Like we are not in some sort of fucking alternate universe. Wait, real quick question too. When they decide to like comment on that post, is it calculated? Are they calling PR or are they just like, fuck this shit? And just like, are they human in that moment? In that moment, human. Human. And that would, because there's no, in my opinion, there's no publicist that would say like, you know what? Oh yeah, blow yeah. this, blow this shit out of proportion. <laughs> you comment that right now. Comment on that post and, and confirm a story that we could, like, I just, I think that that was everything you saw from really Chloe 
in that skin. And I say specifically Chloe because I think that there were others involved that like maybe were a little more calculated in what they were saying. But I think Chloe in that moment, everything you saw was like raw emotion. Yeah. And, like her acting without consulting. I will say though, the one consultation that I think happened was I bet Malika and Larsa asked Chloe if it was okay. Yes, definitely. Yes. Yeah, no, no, I agree. Okay, Julie, favorite, like, like most exciting. Yours could have been the same. Sim- no, mine was also that, but I think similarly, that what I was going to say before was the whole Miley Cyrus thing. But when Brody Jenner Instagrammed after the pictures of Miley and Caitlyn came out, yes. and Brody Jenner Instagrammed that picture of just himself and like captioned it something like, don't let yesterday take up too much of today. And Brandon Thomas Lee commented, let's round the scandal out and post a picture of us making out. And Brody responded, watch out, pics of Liam and I holding hands on the beach coming soon. That was the craziest thing. And then, so we posted that and I, I was sitting in Emma's kitchen. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And Miley then responded to that comment, which we did as a second post saying, go take a nap in your truck and cool off, hashtag hot girl summer. And I was like, this for me is like yeah. it was like similarly to just to to Jordan. It was like, how is the scandal unfolding before our eyes in a yeah. way that we've never seen it? And then also, all of the exes are commenting about each other on each other's posts. That was crazy. That's like because the thing is with it's this a soap is opera. Like, it's a so it is it's a soap opera. And the thing that we always talk about is there's such a difference between reality star comments and celebrity comments because celebrities are so much more calculated. We're with reality stars. It's almost their job to just, just be involved in the drama. Just look at Jackson. Right. So they'll comment without thinking. And the thing that totally. was so crazy about the Miley Liam situation and the like Brody and Caitlin is that Brody and Caitlin are reality stars. So they're operating as reality stars. Oh, shit. And Miley kind of got dragged into that. And we'd never seen that before from a, like a real celebrity getting dragged into the drama and almost dealing with it like in a reality star type way. But it wasn't in like a bad, mean, malicious way. It was almost so funny and amazing that it was like, how is this happening? Yeah. I mean, the reality star celebrity thing is like what we were talking about this week with uh, Justin Timberlake, where it's like so crazy. Justin Timberlake releasing an apology via notes as a grid post seems like something that like a Jersey Shore person would do. Legit. So that's like but what I, we're talking but about. But don't you think that he was advised by definitely a PR team, like a crisis management team? Well, in it, see, he must have been, obviously. And that, maybe that was calculated. Approval. Like, it made it seem more. Yeah, I just. Real. For us, like whatever, listen, they know better than me. So if it works, it works. I was confused by it. Both of us were because we were like, wait a second, like everyone it. was past it. So unless, like unless, unless, no, but you made a great point on the podcast today when Julie was like, unless Jessica sp- explicitly said like, this will make me feel more comfortable and that's why he did it, then that's one thing. That's the only way it's that the it makes sense. The only way it makes, it makes sense, sense. Because to me, it was just so like, it's just so like, you don't admit to something if there's nothing to admit to. We had almost right. passed it. Girl, like, okay, he was drunk and that was not a good look for him. But like, but whatever. Yeah. Like, he didn't do anything that we can yeah. tangibly say. no big deal. Yeah, it was like, there's nothing that we can like, even if we think that it's going to be, none of us have like a basis to be like, that's wrong. Like, it wasn't like we were showing evidence in court. The, the case would have been thrown out. And then he basically came, confessed. <laughs> and we were like, what? the way I said on the podcast, it was like, it's like, you ever watch a, a, a crime show? Yes. And the teen gets brought in. Yes. And he doesn't ask for a lawyer. And you're like, and he just confesses. And you're like, no, 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 stop, stop. You have yeah. rights. And it's like, that's how I felt watching. I was like, no, you don't have to do it. Don't, yeah. no, don't speak on that. Stop. You have, you have, yeah. You have silence. You plead the fifth, Justin. Uh-huh. I love it. You guys, I adore you. This has been so much fun. Yeah, thank, thank you for wrapping up 2019 with me. Oh my God, oh my God thanks thank for having us. us. You guys so make fun. sure to check out 
Um, of course, their Instagram account at comments by celebs and all their other verticals. Do you want to go through them yes, right now? Comments by Bravo, comments by athletes, comments by bachelor, comments by influencers and more to come. And don't forget to check out their podcast, comments by celebs. Uh, it comes out every Monday and Tuesday. Monday and Tuesday. It's good content right there, Queen. <laughs> thank <laughs> thank you. you. You guys, thank you so much. Thank you. And happy fucking new year. Yes, happy, happy new, new year. year. 2020. We're, I'm, I'm, I'm coming at you. My new year's resolution to be the Jennifer Aniston of my world on Instagram. I love it. I love <laughs> it. That's it for us today, guys. Thank you for joining us. Have a great one. And yeah, we'll be back next week uh, with some more amazing stuff. Until then, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Bye, girl. Bye. Bye.